Welcome to Healing Body, Mind and Soul, empowering self-care, self-healing, and self-mastery for a better world. Here's your host, Ariel Asher. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for dropping in to Healing Body, Mind, and Soul. This is Ariel, your host, and today I have the pleasure and opportunity to interview Matt Perry. Now, Matt is so interesting. I'll let him tell his story, but he has a company called The Good Crisp Company, and you're really going to like this story and really going to want to lean in and listen to what he's doing. I love his underdog story and how he's taking on some really big players to live his dream. So Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Where are you um, tuning in from, Matt? So I am here in beautiful, sunny Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, Colorado. Got it. I am. Um, I have lived in Cal- in Colorado. Believe it or not, when I was a child, I lived in Colorado Springs, but that's a different um part. But I have never been to Boulder. Oh, it's so- a be- beautiful place. Beautiful mountains here, and uh, really the the hub of of natural food. That's how I've ended up here. Yes, I've heard that in Boulder, there's a great mindset and a great health community. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really good. Really focused on healthy living and, and healthy products. So it's, it's an amazing place to be. That's wonderful. So how did you get, how did the Good Crisp Company get started? I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it's, the idea started about uh, five years ago for me when I was still living in Australia. Um, and the Good Chris Company is a better for you alternative to Pringles, essentially. So a, a canister chip um, that, that tastes like it, looks like it, but we just take a lot of the nasty stuff out. So really, that's where the, the idea started for me. At the time, I was uh, trying to work through my food allergy issues and, and focusing what I was was eating and wasn't eating and, and looking all about it. And if you've your your listeners have ever done that process a fairly involved one of trying to find out what's not making you feel great so it was really looking at the food i was eating um and the second part of it was i had three young daughters um, and so i was also really focusing on the snacks we were giving them and, and looking at what food we were giving our children and realizing that you know the food that we grew up with you know tasted great but it probably wasn't the greatest thing to be eating and i didn't really want to be giving it to my kids and continuing that cycle so I thought there's got to be a better alternative out there for canister chips, a better option. And I looked around the world and, and I couldn't find anything. And I thought, hmm, well, maybe I should make one up for myself. <laughs> I like the way you think and I like your, um, your ingenuity. Now, why specifically canister chips? Well, it was just something, I mean, I, I enjoyed eating Pringles. Pringles I, I like that way. sort of, that, that product. The can, I mean, the canister is great for, for parents. We, you know, you take it on hikes. It doesn't take up much room in the bag. And, and it's something fun. And the kids certainly all, all wanted it. So it was just, for me, one of those products that I really enjoyed eating, but didn't, didn't feel comfortable with, with what was available at the moment. Got it. Got it. So what you say, um, your chips don't have the nasties in it. What 
particularly are the nasties that we're um, eliminating. Sounds <laughs> awful. Like yes, I really want to, I'm going to have to go get some Pringles and take a look. Um, <laughs> can you, can you divulge some of the De things that are in definitely. there? Well, I can tell you what our product is uh, certified gluten-free. So other canister chips, they use flour and other fillers and things like that um, to sort of make their product a bit cheaper whilst we just use more potato. Um, so we don't have anything any gluten in our flavoring so that that's one thing we use certified non-gmo ingredients as well make sure the ingredients and the product that we're using contain no gmos in them and then we don't have any artificial flavor enhancers msg any of those other sort of chemicals we just use natural flavorings and and if we need any natural coloring so it's just going back to a more natural and a more cleaner uh, product versus sort of a more chemical and and uh, laboratory enhanced product <laughs> I love the way you say um, laboratory. I love that accent of yours. <laughs> Do you have different flavors? Now I haven't done a lot of research about your product. So, um, so tell me, um, so tell me what you're doing with it. Tell me going up against Pringles is huge, right? I mean, that is, you're really an underdog here. We are, we are definitely. But I think so, the time, but the timing is so perfect, and the I think the market is hungry for something like this. Da, da, yeah. da, da, that was an intentional pun. I was going to say, excuse <laughs> the pun. Yeah, perfect. No, we we love puns here. We're always saying, you know, um, lots lots of different puns. So no, fantastic. Look, um, yeah, our, our product, we we are um the underdog here, but we just think that um you know Americans and where I'm from in Australia as well, where we sell it. We love we love chips, we love snacks, but but you're right. As a as a population, we're moving away from, you know, just mindlessly putting anything into our bodies and actually looking at, um, you know, what are we eating and and can we be doing better? So, I mean, I'm the first to admit our product is still a potato chip. We're still a snack. We're not, you know, we're not a health food. But um, you know, if you, if you want a snack or your kids are asking for that kind of product, why not, um, you know, just trade up and have a better for you option than than what's available. So really, that that's the positioning of our our product. We come in a, a couple of different flavors. We have original sour cream and onion, a barbecue flavor. Uh, we're launching a salt and vinegar and an aged white cheddar and a few other flavors early next year. So. Um, yeah, we're starting to get some some good flavors out there. We're we're sold right across the country, from uh, Whole Foods to Walmart to most natural grocery stores. So um, yeah, we're in about ten thousand stores now across the country. So it's starting to get out there. And does production all take place in Boulder there? So our product is actually manufactured in Malaysia, just to add to the international oh. arm of, of everything that we do. So um, when I first started looking for a manufacturer to make the product, we couldn't find any. There, there's very few people in the world that make canister chips, uh, none in the US, none in Australia. Um, so we had to look around and I had a contact of a, of a, a very high tech um, and quality company in, in Malaysia that makes some really fantastic snacks and was able to partner with them and develop these, these healthier products. And so we bring them out of Malaysia and sell them all around the world. That's amazing. You know, I just had a, a guest on recently who is doing, um, with the True Foods company, doing um, sugar-free barbecue sauces and right, um, yeah. sriracha sauces. And I just love this whole turn towards um, making something that we're already consuming into something, um, a healthier choice. Because I don't think you're going to change people's minds overnight that they're just going to suddenly stop eating these things, right? It's pretty ingrained um, in our culture. 
Um, Definitely. <laughs> and especially when we start, you know, our product is, is eaten a lot by children and especially with kids. I mean, you can get the healthiest product in, in the world, you know, some seaweed snack or something like that. But, you know, if it's, if it's not tasty, if, if it isn't something they feel comfortable eating, it doesn't matter how healthy it is. It's going to keep coming back in the lunchbox or it's not going to get eaten. So we try and find that balance between the, the two of those. That It still tastes, it's still comfortable food. It, it's what we know, but, you know, it, it's a healthier alternative and a little bit better for us. So that, that's where we sort of position ourselves, definitely. That's wonderful. And did were um, have you always been in food production, or what? Um, what is your background that you decided to take on this endeavor? Yeah, so my background has been in in food and grocery, which which did help um, us to be able to sort of get this up and running. I think it would have been very difficult if I didn't have a background in in that. But um, so I worked in a company where we imported brands and and healthy snacks from all around the world, and, and we sold them into the Australian market. So. I'd been dealing in with grocery outlets and, and warehousing and, and stores and food for the last 10 years. So I had some idea of, of what to do and who to speak to. Um, so that helped, you know, get the, off the ground. But then that sort of all changed when we decided a few years ago to look at the US market and, and see what we could do here. So I didn't know anything about the US. So um, it was a completely new but exciting challenge to bring the products over here. Awesome. You know, it just keeps flashing. I'm an intuitive. You're going to have to excuse me. So sometimes I just go off it. But it oh, good. I would never want any child to be without the childhood memory of eating Pringles like duck lips, yep. right? Yeah, yep, you know, sure. I mean, it's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. And to have a healthy duck lip alternative for, um, <laughs> for children to, to eat their, their crisps, I'm all for it. <laughs> no it's true there's, there's all of those nostalgic memories that, that we have absolutely and, and that was right? You, you're right the driving force behind behind this it wasn't um, you know that, that I didn't like that idea or, or I love those memories it just you know how do I find something that sort of fits a bit better with, with what I like to choose but, but the actual products themselves are fantastic um, so yeah you're exactly right I love it and I'm finding that as people raise their consciousness and as people become more health conscious, they're, um, they're um, you know, embodying their best selves and everything. What like super tip do you have for any visionary like yourself who's looking around seeing what, what tip do you have for yeah, somebody think... who's going, wow, I wish I could do something like that? Yeah, I think, I mean, for, for me, I think there's always thing is, is just get started. Like that, that's a really big part of it. We can be thinking about these ideas and trying to get them perfect and, and trying to sort of get it all there. But there are certainly ways to, to just get started and to test out your idea and, and just actually see if there's a market for it, if other people are thinking similar to, to you or, or is it just you that, that has this problem or, or how do you find people that also have that problem? So I think, you know, thinking about things is, is great and you need to put thought into it, but, but there comes to a point where you also need to get out there and actually start testing the idea and, and it might not be perfect. I mean, our first um, packaging wasn't great. I mean, I think we're up to our third revision now. Our, our, we're always improving our flavours and, and our ingredients and, and selling into more areas. But you know. Are you a healing practitioner, teacher, trainer, or coach? with a huge message of self-empowerment, healing, or transformation that you want to share out to the world, then we invite you to join our amazing self-care book project. 
visit somasoundtherapy.com. It's time to show up, speak up, and stand out. We are looking for co-authors to join our book opportunity entitled Empowered Self-Care, Healing Body, Mind, and Soul for a Better World. For all the info, just visit us at somasoundtherapy.com. Are you ready to be heard? You know, we just got started. We, we, we started with a product and sold it at a few local supermarkets in Australia and, and just got it out there. I went to a trade show here in the US and just put the products on the table and just sort of waited to see what people would say. So, you know, I didn't sort of spend years trying to perfect it. We just sort of got out there and did it and, and, that, and we learned as we went. So I think that's a, a really big part of, of sort of the, the journey is taking the first step. And then I think something, I mean, this is unique to me, but I think, um, it, it certainly helps is, you know, if you've got an idea or, or you're trying to look for something, you know, look in, in an area that you already have some experience or some expertise, you know, I found that's made it a, a lot easier, um, you know, sort of not going into something totally new with a new idea and then starting to become a business person, which you, or which you may never have been before. So, you know, trying to reduce as many of those unknowns as possible. So, what is it in your circle of influence can is a problem for you that you think you might be able to fix? Um, I found has has worked well. Yeah, well, I love your story of um, working out your own food allergies, right? Yeah. And then just kind of looking around what's around you. I think you saw a you saw a you had an awareness, you saw a need, and what I love and I hear you saying is that you took action and you didn't care if it was perfect. You just got into action and um, and and learn about what you were doing as you were going. And I think that's kind of the key to life. (laughs) It's true. It's it's very true. I mean, it's it's risky, it's scary, but that's sometimes the exciting things. And it's, well, how do I minimize those risks? Well, well, you know, I'm not saying go and take your product to Walmart as the very first customer and and, and make your mistakes there. But, you know, what can you do at a farmer's market? What can you do with your friends and family? What can you do there to to try a few things out and, and see, you know, that, at least you're doing something. Wonderful. Well, Matt, if anybody wants to um, get a hold of you, reach out to you, um, or to get some of your products, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, yeah, so you can speak to me personally. Uh, LinkedIn's probably a great way. Matt Parry, P-A-R-R-Y, at The Good Chris Company, um, or our website, thegoodchriscompany.com, that has a store locator, and, and you can find all of our products um, in the closest store to where people live. Awesome. And of course, all of that information will be down in the show notes under this podcast. Matt, I've had a wonderful time touching base oh, with course. you and hearing a little bit about your um, story. I hope those girls of you of yours enjoy their duck lips with <laughs> their good crisps. <laughs> and, um, and I am rooting for you as the underdog against the Pringles. I'm going to go out and get myself some good crisps now. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on. It's been such fun to chat about it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for leaning in. This has been Ariel Asher and my special guest, Matt Perry. And until next time, happy healing. Thanks for joining us for the Healing Body, Mind and Soul podcast with your host, Ariel Asher. Today's program has been brought to you by Soma Sound Therapy and the Healing Body, Mind and Soul Network.